Hello, bitches. Welcome to the Potty Mouth Pep Talk Podcast, where I try to help my listeners get out of their own way and get shit done. I am your host, Elaine Terso. Let's dive right in. Hello, my bitches. Today on the Potty Mouth Pep Talk podcast, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, the fear of success. We may have covered this a little bit in some of the other episodes, but today we're going to dive in a little deeper because I think it's time. So let's dive right in. I don't want to waste time on anything else. Let's just dive right into the topic. So the fear of success. When you really start to look at what fear of success actually is, it comes down to one thing. What are you afraid you're going to lose? Success is all about gaining, but what do you lose if you find success? Now remember, success is, um, what's the word? It is uh, subjective. It is not, it's like the word affordable right? The word affordable is subjective. It depends on the person. My version of success may look different than your version of success, and that is 100% okay. So what does success look like to you? And if you were to find success, if you were to meet all of your goals, all of your wildest dreams came true, what would you lose out on? One of the other things that I find really fascinating is that the fear of success can also be related to money, relationships, um, fear of change, self-sabotage is all up in there. Um, but what about keeping it up? What about can you maintain the level of success that you reach and if you lose it, oh, dear Lord, baby Jesus, what will people say? What will they say about you if you lose it all? There's a lot of, I think there's a lot of reasons why we choose to stay on the hamster wheel, stay stuck, and just look like we're going to be hustling for the rest of our lives. That's really because if we actually reach our goals then we've proven that we can do it. And then we have to be able to maintain it. And then will people expect us to do it again? So you reach, you reach the top of the mountain and then it's like, okay, so what's next for you? People will always expect you to go bigger and better again and again and again. So in order to avoid people putting those expectations on you, you just don't reach it at all. It's, you're sabotaging yourself is really, truly what it is. So we sabotage our success by not showing up, giving excuses, canceling appointments, giving up too soon. As soon as something doesn't work out, it doesn't go our way, we give up. Anxiety, depression. How about shame, blame, and guilt? The little trio there. Shame, blame, and guilt. Oh, dear Lord, baby Jesus. Sabotage shows up 
in many, many different ways. And we have talked many times about self-sabotage on this podcast, and it's because it's a real legitimate thing. When we are scared, when we are in unfamiliar territory, when we are about to do something that is out of our comfort zone, self-sabotage is 100% going to show up and try to talk you out of it. Now, whether she wins or loses is completely up to you. You are the only one that has any control over whether or not he or she wins the mind game because that's really what it is. It's a mind it's a mind fuck game. Her job is to fuck with you so that you don't do anything that's terrifying, new, scary, or uncomfortable. Okay? So, there's a difference. I've I've I feel like I've given this this analogy before. But let's pretend that you're going to go skydiving. Okay? Skydiving, jumping out of an airplane, it's terrifying for a lot of people. For other people, it's exhilarating. Why? It's about perception. It's perception. All of the butterflies and the anxiety and the fear of jumping out of an airplane are going to try to stop you from getting on that, or to even getting on the airplane. You get up, you get your, your chute packed, you've got your gear on, you've got your tandem partner, and you get on the airplane. That was probably the hardest part right? Probably the hardest part is just getting on the airplane. The airplane goes up, you're scared as hell, your nerves are shot, you probably want to barf. Then they open the door. Now, they're basically telling you, you're not landing in this plane. The only way out of this plane is to jump out of this plane. And so your partner's like, all right, let's go. And they stand at the door and you're about to barf. You can feel it, the, the, your, your nerves, your stomach. Oh my God. The, oh my gosh. The fear, the anxiety, it's all rushing to you. And then you find one ounce of bravery and courage and you jump. Before you know it, you're flying through the air, down plummeting to the earth at I don't know how many miles an hour. My husband used to skydive. You'll have to ask him because I don't know. <laughs> You're plummeting to the earth. And all of a sudden you go, oh my God, this is so fucking fun. In that split second, everything went from fear to fun. Your chute opens, you land on the ground safely, and you are filled with this adrenaline exhilaration that can only be described as, oh my God, that was incredible. You experienced all of these emotions going through this process. And at the end, you were, you were exhilarated, terrifying to exhilarated. And you know what you say? I want to do that again. Let's do it again. Can we go again? It's like going on a super fast roller coaster. It scared the shit out of you. And you're like, let's do it again. That was so fun. Same thing. What happens during that process? 
from fear to exhilaration. What happens is that you let your guard down. You let your guard down for a split moment and that you can see, you can shift, you can pivot your thoughts that are putting you in terrified mode into, oh, once it just takes one second. Oh, it's not so bad as I thought it was going to be. This is actually kind of fun. Right? It's the same thing with your daily life. Your body, in all honesty, doesn't know the difference between fear and excitement. So you have the power to tell your brain that you're actually really excited about something that you're actually scared about. Just tell yourself, oh my God, that's so fun. I can't believe it. This is exciting. I'm so excited. I'm not scared. I'm so excited. Self-sabotage is out to get you. She doesn't want you to be successful. She doesn't want you to do anything that is going to terrify you. It's not safe out there. It's safe with her. But I'm here to tell you that fear and self-sabotage are liars. They are liars. Fear is a liar. So here's a question for you. What the fuck are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You and only you have the power to do something about it. So let's talk about this. I mentioned earlier a fear around money. Success and money sometimes go together. Not always. Success does not always mean money. But it is for a lot of people. They think success is the amount of money you have in your bank account. And once you get, you know, a million dollars in your bank account, you're successful. It's not necessarily true, by the way, just so you know that. Having a million dollars does not guarantee success. Guarantees taxes, that's for damn sure. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the fear of money. Why are people afraid of money? Let me ask you this question. If someone did have a million dollars, like let's, let's take celebrities, for example, or let's take people that are famous. They've, they've, they've gotten fame for some reason or another, whether they're acting or whether they are a best-selling author or whatever, whatever the case may be, doesn't really matter. How do you view people that have a lot of money? Do you view them as snobby, stuck up? Do you view them as people who think that less of you because you don't have money? When we have a negative association with people who have money, why on earth would you want to have a lot of money? Because your assumption is, if I think that people who have money are bad, if I get money, will people think I'm bad? Will people think that I'm stuck up? Will people think that I'm snobby? So again, let's sabotage ourselves because money is bad. 
And if I have money, people will think differently, will think of me differently. My relationships could be impacted. What if my friends don't want to hang out with me anymore because they think I'm too good for them? All of these scenarios playing in your head, lying to you that money is bad. Money is the root of all evil. We hear that all the time. Do you know what money is? Money is energy and money is opportunity. You have opportunities, you have freedoms when you have money. You have security. You have the ability to help other people when you have money. There was a gal one time that I was coaching and she said, well, I don't really need, I don't really need to make money. I'm, I want to have this business, but I'm not charging for it because I don't actually need the money. And I was like, but what's happening though, is that you're setting a precedent that your time and your experience and what you're offering has zero value. If you don't charge money for what you do, you have no value. People that if there's no value associated, they take advantage, they don't appreciate, and they don't actually get anything out of what you're offering. The, the exchange, there has to be an, it's an energy exchange. And I said, instead of thinking about why you don't need the money, what if you used it as a fundraiser to help people in your community? What if instead you used it as a way to help your grandchildren go to college? All of a sudden, her light bulb went off and she was like, oh my gosh, I could be helping my grandchildren go to college. What a wonderful gift I could give them by using the money that I'm earning from this business that I don't really need the money for, I could actually use it to help other people. Yeah. Light bulb moment. So whether you're using a business to feed your family or to fundraise for an organization in your community, it doesn't matter. Money is an exchange of energy. That's it. Money provides opportunities and freedoms. That's what it does. So you need to change how you view people that have money. They are not bad people. Not all of them. Some of them, right? And again, that's judging. We're judging and saying that they're bad. I don't know. I don't know that they're bad. My perception may be that they're bad based on the media coverage or whatever, right? We all form opinions based on things that we hear, see, learn, touch, whatever. We all form opinions. Those judgments, can you imagine being judged incorrectly for something that you did or did not do? doesn't feel, probably doesn't feel very good. So we need to, and I'm myself included, I need to be better about not prejudging people based on assumptions or rumors, things that I have not seen with my own two eyes and ears. 
So your fear of success. What are you afraid you're going to lose? And on the opposite, what will you gain? What will success gain you? Will you gain money, fame, recognition, freedom, opportunity, a bigger tax bill? <laughs> what are you afraid you're going to lose? And what are you afraid that you're going to gain? Once you can figure that out, then you can get out of your own goddamn way and do the thing that you were put on this earth to do and do it in a way that takes away the fear that you're going to lose it all. Because guess what? It doesn't fucking matter if you lose it all. What's the absolute worst thing that could happen? Could you lose your house? Could you become homeless? Could you not be able to feed your family? You know what's funny is that I ask people that all the time. What's the worst thing that could happen? If this business does not work out, will you be homeless? And they say, no. To me, that's the worst thing that could happen is that you lose your home. If you lose your home, do you have family or friends that you would be able to stay with until you can get back on your feet? Do you have a contingency plan? Do you have money and savings? It's so funny that we put this, this idea of failure on us as if it's like the end all be all. Failure does not exist. Failure is an opportunity to learn. And I've said this before and I will say it again because it's the best freaking analogy I can ever think of. The creator of the Dyson vacuum cleaner, over 5,000 prototypes before he got one that worked the way he wanted it to. That's 5,000 opportunities to learn how it doesn't work. Those are not failures. And if you believe in failure, then you're not really learning. You're not willing to learn. It's not a pass or fail. This is not a test, a pass or fail. This is try. How did that work? Uh, I could do better. Great, do better. How did that work? Uh, I'd probably do it differently the next time. Great, try it again and do it differently next time. Figure out what works. The only true failure is not trying. And I know you've heard that a million times. I have too. But it's true. The only true failure is to not try at all. Everything else is a learning opportunity. It's an opportunity for growth. And I don't know about you, but if I stop learning, then what's the point? I will never stop learning. And I hope that you don't either. So let's not be afraid of success. Let's invite success into our lives and acknowledge that we have a fear of making money, that we have a fear of keeping up with our success, that we have a fear of losing it all, that we have a fear that something is going to change. Acknowledge what your fears are, and then all of a sudden, 
they know they you realize that it's all bullshit it's all bullshit it is your self-sabotage trying to keep you safe fear is a liar fear is a liar so let's show up stop making excuses stop canceling on on appointments that are important to your stepping stones stop giving up too soon and stop the blame the shame and the guilt the famous trio and just do the fucking thing that you are put on this earth to do by you not doing it you are depriving people of your talents and gifts and that that is the true crime here that is the true crime here All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Potty Mouth Pep Talk podcast. If you liked this episode, please feel free to leave us a review, subscribe to our channel, and share it with someone who needs to hear this message today. That is the biggest compliment we can, we can receive. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to the Potty Mouth Pep Talk podcast and have a fucking awesome day.